Tainus Perik base Mishnah 2.5. The Mishnah now discusses how there was a custom of certain Rabbanim, specifically Rabbi Chalaft and Rabbi Hananiah ben Tradian, who um, conducted their prayer service for the on these seven fast days a little differently than I explained up to now. The Mishnah starts out by saying, Maisa, it, now usually Maisa means it once happened, a specific event. Although it seems from the Bryson, Tazan, Mabes, and the Gemara, that this was the custom that was conducted in their respective towns. Um, Rabbi Hanani ben Tradion lived in a town called Sichni, and Rabbi Chalafta lived in a town in, in uh, Tsipori, and they were the heads of the Batidin over there. In fact, there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin, Tavlam and Zayin, Mabes, which says um, that you should make an effort to go to a based in Yaffa, a, a quality Bezdin, and the examples given are like the Rabbi Hanani bin Trajan's in Sichni and Rabbi Yos bin Chalafta's in Sipuri. Rabbi Yos bin Chalafta is the son of Rabbi Chalafta, of course. Um, now, the it seems that they allowed their shuls to conduct things a little different than usual. Now, the three changes that they allowed to happen are really reflective of what happened in the base of Mikdash. There were three ways in which these prayers were done differently in the base of Mikdash and its environments relative to how it was done in the rest of Eretz Yisrael. Those three differences were, first of all, that when the Shliach Tzibur finishes each bracha, instead of saying Amen as an answer, which is done outside of the base of Mikdash, they answered Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusel Ilam Voed. That was the answer, the response that all, all who heard brachas in the base of Mikdash would respond with. And they allowed this to happen in their in their uh, shuls as well. Second of all, um, the bracha, each and every bracha of the, of the Shemona Esrei is expanding the base of Mikdash, as explains there in the Boron Brachas. It says that instead of saying, like, for example, Baruch Hashem Goel Yisrael, they would say, that would be like the regular bracha we're used to, they would say, Baruch Hashem, and they would insert, Elokei Yisrael Min HaOlam Va'ad HaOlam, the God of Israel, from the world and until the end of the world, um, that was added the, until the end of the Adolam to say that it's not just this world but the next world, as the Gemara and Brachas discuss over there. So, Baruch Hashem, Elokei Yisrael Min HaOlam Va'ad HaOlam, and then it would end Goel Yisrael. So, those extra words were added in in the base of Mikdash, and it seems again that second change they also allowed to happen in their shuls. And the third change is that um, in the regular outside of outside of the base of Mikdash, so after they said amen to the bracha, then they would blow the shofar, as I explained in the previous Mishnahs. But the idea is that blowing the shofar is to sort of bring that prayer directly up to heaven before before Hashem, and. If you are not saying Amen, but rather you're saying Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusul Lamvad, it would appear that when you build a shofar, it's to bring up that request of Baruch Shem Kavod Malchusul Lamvad, that request that Hashem's Malchus should spread and perpetuate um, till eternity. That's what you're bringing up with the shofar blasting. So therefore, in the basic English, they would repeat the chasim of the specific um, bakasha, the request that comes at the end of each of the brachos, like we explained in the previous Mishnah. Um, so it would repeat it a second time, and then it would be clear that that was when the shofar blowed, that was to bring up that specific bakasha, that request, up to Shemaim. So those three changes, the, the not answering a man but saying, Baruch Shem Kavod, the insertion of the extra 
Elke Yisrael Mino Olam Olam, and the repeating of the Bakasha prior to the Shofar blasting was done specifically and only in the Beis HaMikdash. However, our Mishnah's point, it's hard to see in the words perhaps, but our Mishnah's point is that Rabbi Hananiah ben Tradina and Rabbi Chalavta did the same kind of conduct in their own hometowns. And the Mishnah says inside. Maisa, it was the way it happened. They conducted themselves as follows. Bimei Rabbi Chalavta, Rabbi Hananiah ben Tradina, that one person would go in front of the Aaron to lead the tefillah, on these seven days, they're happening inside the town square. And they completed the whole bracha, meaning they said the bracha in full, a reference to the inclusion of the And that's true for each of the seven modified blessings. And then, Velo anu achrab amen. The people listening didn't say the usual amen response, but rather instead they said baruch shem kavod malchus v'lamvoed. And then their announcement came: tiku hakohenim tiku. Get ready to be tokei the shofar again. The tikiya is the long blast. More about that in just a second. And then before the shofar was blasted, a repetition happened of the chasima. So, for example, for the first one, Misha Anes Avram Avinu Bahar Hamaria, he who answered Avram, our father, at Hamaria, Mount Moriah, who Yaanes Chem, or Osanu, the gears like I said in the previous Mishnah, like the riff, he should answer us, Vyishma Bakol Takasachem, Hayom Hazeh, and hear the sound of your cries, or of our cries, and then they'll blow the shofar. And when he says Tiku, blow the shofar, that means the shofar would be blown Tikiya. And then a trua, and then a tekia, a long blast, the broken blast, and the long blast, those three sounds, and then we'd go on to the next bracha. No mention here about the Yudgimon Midos um, of Rachmim, but I told you the Hanhaga would have been to that later on. That would be added in as well. And then the Mishnah continues on, and it says, um, the, the missing words, if you will, are, then they would do the next bracha, um, this is the Zichronos part, which ends, would end, Baruch atah Hashem, lekei Yisrael min olam va'ad olam, Baruch zocher hanishkachos, bless the one who remembers all that has been forgotten. Um, and again, um, the people would say, Baruch Shem kavod malchus ilam va'ed, not amen. Then they would say, Har'iyu v'nei Aaron hariyu, note the change from tiku hakoanim tiku, tikau, but rather hariyu b'nei Aaron hariyu, uh, meaning that the truah should come before the tikiah, so it would be truah Tikiya, Trua, short blast, long blast, short blast, and B'nai Aaron instead of Hakonim. And then again, they repeat the Chasima, Misha'ana es Avosenu Aleyam, Sufuya'ana es Chem, Vishma Bokol Tzaka Sachem, Hayom Hazeh, or the Girsa, like the Rif, Osanu. And then, again, they would blow the Shofar. So again, it's hard to see exactly changes in the words of what's referred to, but it's those three changes we're referring to. Um, that were done in their shuls. But when the rabbis heard of the Hanhaga, the practice that was conducted in the shuls of in Sipuri by Rabbi Chalavta uh, and in Sechni by Rabbi Hanani Mantradium, they were not impressed. They said, They said, no, that's not how we do it. That way of um, doing the prayers is only done uh, at the Shahar Mizrach, meaning that's the eastern gate entering onto the 
the Azara, the base of Mikdash, and Har Habayis itself around it, there and only there. But outside of there, the Gvul, in other words, outside of the base of Mikdash area, we don't do the changes, we just say simply Amen. There's no extension of the Bracha, and the Shofar is blasted immediately um, after the Amen. Now, as far as the change we see here about the alternating between the Tekia Trua Tekia and the Trua Tekia Trua, that actually is done, so it's going to be... Um, there's seven modified brachos and seven sets of shofar blasts. So it'll be like, so to speak, one, three, seven, excuse me, one, three, five, and seven would be tekiah, trua, tekiah. And in two, four, six, it'll be trua, tekiah, trua. That does stand. Um, and worth noting, there was another change that was different in the base of English compared to the gvulim, which they didn't take on, which is to blow both shofar and chatzot throat, shofar and the trumpet together. Um, and of course, the chatzot throat says the Ramam would be marich and go longer because that's the myth of the day. The Ramam, um, would learn that it was the trumpets, the chatzotrots, which are blown the shul, not shofar as well, but we go like the Bartunora here, that the, it was the shofar, not, not a trumpet, that was blown um, in the gvulin, um, in the shuls outside of uh, outside of the base of Mikdash, and just a trumpet, just according to the Bartunora, just a shofar, according to the Ram, just a trumpet. And one final point is that all the Roshonim are bothered by how in the world could Rabbi Chalaft and Rabbi Hanan and Tradion, these are Gedoli Olam, how could, they, of course they knew, you're not allowed to, that's this hanaga is hanaga for the base of mikdash. What would why would they dream of doing it that way in their local shuls? So, an answer given is that they understood that since people are fasting and uh, through the supplication, the praying, the fasting, and the they're being nismet, they're the diminishing of their own flesh and and chaylev, their their fats will be diminished because they're fasting. So that's uh, really tantamount to bringing a korban, as in a korban one offers the meat and fats of the ola, let's say. So. So too, this is like a person bringing himself kilo as a korban, and they felt that had the, every whole whole community fasting in such a way had the status that was comparable to bringing korbanos, and that's why they thought and they would have the haga like done in the base of mikdash. However, as you see, the halacha is not like them. The rabbis frowned against it, and therefore we don't follow this haga um, as described. Those three changes in this mishnah don't apply the halacha.